you already know this beat is right now making me feeling so groovy. Shouts out to Jen right there. Yeah, she feeling the movie. Alex in the building. Welcome to Don't Blink. We're going to ask you a lot of questions. We want to know what you think. Hey. We want to know how you feel. Yeah. We want to know what got you here. We want to know what you think about Yuli Slick hair and my beard. <laughs> Killed it. Hey, shit. Hey. Good stop it, Rex. That, that's going on the album. Damn. Uh-huh. You already know. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yeah, mic checked up now. Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Good, we good? Mic check. That was awesome. It's been a while since we haven't I know, yeah, had a little therapy like that. I like, yeah, that. I like that, that, that intro. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, we haven't even started Well, we haven't even started yet, yeah. man. Yeah. We just getting nice warm. Intro, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might add that in there. And <laughs> play it right there. What's that? <laughs> rolling done? Sporting touch of hands. Round number one. There's that fast start. Mama no born in the Bronx, raising data. Been in the city since Pit had braids. Bahapanti parties, Plata know how to sneak me out. Now with seven figure meetings every day, we need a house. It's game time, the game's mine, you know the vibe. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of Don't Blink Podcast. Yes. The kid is in the building. Oh, yeah, we ain't here, champ. Yeah, man. Today we got somebody dope, man. Digital marketer. Oh, man. Yeah. He's been around. Been around, been around with some big names. You big know what I mean? names. Just to name a few, I'm gonna let him drop them. Hell yeah, uh, Alex Quinn. Hell right? yeah, Alex King or Quinn? Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. Quinn. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Alex Quinn. yeah. Good to meet you, brother. Nice Thank to you meet you, man. Thanks yeah. for joining. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Blink. Absolutely. Thank I blinked you, already. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Don't Blink competition is coming later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's post uh, interview. We got uh, the Don't Blink competition. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how you been, Brian? How was the drive over here? You you, you live in Miami? I live in Hollywood. Okay, oh, it was like an okay. hour. It was a fuckload of traffic on Palmetto. <laughs> I know. It was nice though. Yeah, the Palmetto traffic just that's like twenty four hours a day. Yeah, uh, always, forever. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter the time of day. It always won't be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. No, and there's always construction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never gets fixed. Uh, Alex, man, we like to uh, highlight our guests here on Don't Blink. Yes. We like to start the stories from the beginning. So uh, let us know where you like you were born and raised. And uh, let's move from there. Born and raised in the county of Dave. Hey, let's go. Three o five. Dave County. Yeah, born and raised here. Uh, my family's Colombian. Okay. I learned Spanish first, but English came after. Yes. Naturally, all my interviews, all my shit is in English, but I do a little bit of Spanish as well. Nice. Yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And and where where in Miami did you go up? I grew up in uh, Bay Harbor. Ball Harbor area. Okay, Ball Harbor. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so, what school did you go to? Like, uh, what, what school? Was I went to Ruth K. Broad when I when I was in elementary there. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. And then the roof. Yeah, and then I switched like uh, sixth or seventh grade. I switched over to private school. Okay, okay. What, what high school did you go to? I went to Pace. Oh, you went to Pace? Okay. Oh, yeah, dope, yeah. Dope. I know, I know Pace, yeah. Shout yeah. out to all my people from Pace yeah, who see yeah. y'all over there. A lot, of, a lot of people came from Pace. Uh huh. Yeah. And, um, you graduated high school, obviously. I graduated high school. Yeah. I went to college and uh, did marketing and advertising, PR in college. That was my thing. Nice. And then just jumped right into the career, like right after. You yeah. Know? So uh, how, how was that? So t- tell us how that happened. How was the transition? So you were in, you're in college right now. You're a student. Yeah, I'm in college, yeah. bro. Um, I have my first business. I'm going to school. I'm starting my business. What's my, the business? My first business was actually car events, like Tokyo Drift style oh, shit. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like car meets. I yeah. had a partnership with Hooters, and we would do like three, four hundred cars at Hooters. Oh shit! So yeah. I did car meets like that. Um, around what, what, what year? 
Like around what year is that? This was 2013. Yeah, okay. I remember things like that. I remember 2013. Could have been, been you throwing them things. Like, Perhaps. That's a candelaria in Walmart. I can't even come to Walmart. Who is right here? Yeah, <laughs> but a bunch of lowriders and, <laughs> and speakers and sponsor booths. And we did a bunch of cool stuff, man. Dope. Um, I ended up, I did an event at the, um, at the stadium here at, um, what is the name of the stadium? The one that retracts the, the oh the, the Marlins stadium. The Marlins stadium. Marlins. Uh, we rented one of the garages and oh, we shit. did a car event there. And Dupont Reg- Registry came, Lamborghini Miami, like a bunch of. Yeah. We had classic cars, exotic cars. Like that was my first business, but yeah. it wasn't really profitable. It was more pa- something I was passionate about at the right. time. Um, but still studying marketing, right? Uh, I got a job at a marketing agency okay. slash car rental company that okay. gave me an opportunity. Became the marketing director there. Here in Miami still. Here in Miami, yeah, MPH yeah. Club. Okay. Yeah, they're probably the biggest in the U.S. right MPH now. MPH Club? I yeah. did a commercial for them, I swear to God. Yeah, I was the marketing director there, the first one. Did you, where are you down? I, yeah. did, I, did a, I filmed a commercial for them down here. Yeah. So it's funny, well, I'm a gangster and I got like the... Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They do a bunch of crazy content. Yeah, yeah. They, they, Rent PH is known for they rent like nice cars, right? Like yeah, and stuff all like that. that, all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and they have yeah. a pretty crazy client portfolio. That's awesome. Isn't it like a? I mean, kind of like a Toro, I guess, but for nicer high end cars. Yeah, well, Toro, you rent out your car. No, right, right, right. Or or you rent out your car and you can rent yeah. other people's cars. Right, right, right. This one is not necessarily an app. It's a location and they're in prime location. So when I was there, when I first started there, they were at the Opelaka Executive Airport. So people would land their jets, yeah. uh, see the cars outside, wish to rent them, rent them for a week, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, the, the Kevin Hart would show up, uh, Mayweather would show up, like a bunch of crazy people like you can imagine that would drive through there or fly through there and awesome. it was a nice demo then That's they moved on to open at the fountain blue and i think at the sls and then you know they started expanding from there that's amazing nice. yeah they must be doing a huge right now then that's awesome because i remember yeah. when it first started it's yeah crazy. they have a shitload of cars and yeah. they, they, the, the two founders at the time really gave me an opportunity i, I was learning a lot because i was in school and i was working for their company right um Shortly after, I was inspired to start my own advertising agency. And they, you know, they supported me all the way. They're like, Alex, you got to do your thing. And I started my advertising agency out of my house, my parents' house. So you go, so you go, you go from college doing the car thing, you go to MPH and MPH and now you're, you're, you're doing this. Yeah. Cause, cause MPH like found out about me through my car meets and all that stuff. They they brought their cars and they're like, oh, this kid like knows how to market. It's like, why don't you come be the marketing guy here? Right. Yeah. So I we start, started doing marketing and exactly so expanded them and helped them with the marketing. Correct. And yeah. we were able to do a ton of crazy collabs with artists, oh. with the jewelry. We'd shoot the cars with the like the, the steering wheels with the watches, and like we started coming up with a lot of trends that reached like gl- a global scale. We were on magazine covers. We were on TV. We had artists reposting us, and it was nice. It was showing that like I. I I was on the right track. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I feel like I could do this for several people, a lot more people. Uh, I want to do it. You know, the, the owner supported me to this day. I still collaborate with the owners That's and we awesome. do shit with MPH Club. Damn, They've been on yeah. my podcast. And no, man, I, I started managing social people's social medias. That's what it was. Like that, I was would, the, that was the beginning of it? Yeah, I charged people like 500,000 bucks to- A month. Yeah, a month yeah. To, to, ma- to manage their socials, yeah. put yeah, shit Yeah, I, I charged people 500,000 bucks to the manager social. Yeah. No, five hundred. No, he said five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 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 and, and what? These are like people who are influencers, or how no? That... These were like clothing companies yeah. and shit, oh, okay, like okay, restaurants, okay. like local local people. Like I didn't have a lot of experience, you know. So I had to go for for like smaller brands before I built up like my my confidence in in of course. In, in the industry. And then I realized shortly realized that the money was actually in running ads, like not managing people's social media because that doesn't make them money. Right. Yeah. Where you make people's money is you run their ads. You spend a hundred grand or a million dollars a month on ads you make them three four five ten million back that's where the real money was but it took me about from 
I opened my agency. I believe I was like 20 years old when I opened my agency. That's awesome. and I'm, 20, I'm about to turn 29 now. I've been doing it since. So I've gone through all facets of digital marketing, yeah. influencer marketing, affiliate marketing, SEO, Facebook ads, Google ads, Spotify ads, Hulu ads, like yeah, yeah. copywriting, building funnels, like all of that shit that is like the nerdy shit, but actually makes people real paper. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, you're fun, yeah. funneling all the, the oh, yeah. money to there. You know, rain, I'm the rainmaker. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. want to take it back right quick because during high school, you never told me during high school, like what were you into during high school? Because <laughs> in college, you transitioned into that. But how was it growing up in high school and doing that? Well, I was really fortunate because my parents worked their ass off to put me through private school. They, yeah. they virtually had no money for anything after paying for my tuition every month. So, but, but what is pays private? Pay, it is private. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, but I was there and I had like very little resources. So my parents spent all their money to put me through school there. But when I was there, I was like, I was, like, I was broke as hell. Yeah. You know, I couldn't do a lot of the things that other kids were doing and like, you know, the, the field trips or the, the soccer game or the buy a t-shirt. Were you into sports? Were you into sports? Were you playing sports? I sucked ass at sports. But I, <laughs> I tried. I, yeah, played, yeah, I was yeah. on the football team. I was Team. I'm about to say, if you're Colombian, you have to play soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started soccer, and then the the football team recruited me to be a kicker. <laughs> nice. I never got to play shit. <laughs> yeah, like field goal. Uh, yeah, like, but yeah. I never. Nice. I don't think I ever made a fucking field goal. Probably once. Oh That's damn! Awesome. But it was for the experience. I was yeah. just trying to enjoy the school, a private school. They got sports. They got you know shit I hadn't done before. I was trying to make the best of it. And in between class and during classes, like when I would go back to Colombia, I would buy a ton of like bracelets, uh, like like rosaries, like different necklaces and shit, like wholesale in Colombia and I would bring them here and I would flip them and at school. Flip them. I would flip them at school like bracelets, t-shirts, like hats, all types of shit. That's awesome. So I, high school for me was interesting because I graduated high school with a scholarship, but I hustled throughout every single class and I had two jobs after high school. I worked at Hollister and I worked at Miami wow. Subs at the drive through Oh shit. So that was, I, I was always on the move, man. Wh- Even through high you school. Where'd you go to high school? I mean, uh, where'd you go to college? I went to FIU. FIU, okay. Yeah, yeah I went yeah. to FIU. Kept it at the crib the whole yeah, time. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I stayed at my parents' crib. I stacked up. I saved up. I built my business. I read a lot. Like, dude, I read a lot. Books. I hire mentors. Like, I try to just fuck with the craziest people and, like, learn from them. Like, stick to them. And if I can't learn directly from them, learn from books. And it was just always try to be the best at marketing. Because yeah. he who controls advertising budgets and turns $1 into 2 3 $4, that's a lot. Like you could virtually work with basically anybody. You could sell music. You could sell clothes. You could sell breast implants. You could sell hair transplant surgery. You could sell roofs. I've sold all types of shit. People ask me, what could you? What do you sell? Like, you present to me a product or a service. Ice to an Eskimo. An ice, ice to an Eskimo. Yeah, yeah. That's sick, man. So yeah, I really loved the career path, man. And at, you know, at that time, social media in the, in high school was really big, and I was using yeah. that to my advantage to be able to sell like ultra tickets on on Instagram, sell like bracelets, sell iPhones. I was on Craigslist. Like I was trying to come up with money no matter what. Like you know, like as hustling, long as it made, hustling. I was I was out there yeah. hustling, man. That's I was awesome. out there hustling. So yeah. that was kind of like what motivated me to to keep things going. And when I graduated high school, I I, I had even more motivation because I, I had a scholarship. Right, right. So now I could invest my money right. into growing my business, awesome. which is what I've been doing since. And you've had a good uh, head on your shoulders since you were young then, man. Were your yeah. parents like this very uh, business oriented? Yeah. Yeah. My mom and my dad um, have been a huge influence on my career awesome. and like on my, like on who I am. Um, I, I, I go to them for everything, That's for great. advice. And like I listen um, I don't try to be right about everything. Yeah. I understand they have more experience, and I always like to hear different points of view. Right. And that's a, I'm very big on that. Shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. He raised a good guy over here, mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so okay, so now you open up your agency. You said it's about to be nine years. Now? Nine years. Nine years. Nine years, yeah. years nice. open. That's awesome. Congratulations on Thanks, that. Man. Yeah, Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, along the way, man, I know I see you. You you're working with Forbes now too, right? So yeah, so that's a funny story actually. Good, I um, like funny stories. So I, I started my agency for my parents' house. A few months in, I was making probably like two grand a month, three grand a month, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna look for an office because I felt like I wanted to bring people. To, I didn't. I'm at my mom's house, bro. Yeah, you know yeah, what, I'm yeah, yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is that? Right, right. right. So I found an office in Miami Lakes, yeah. um, like a Regis building that had like really nice. It was like a fucking closet. It, it comes furnished already. Though, furnished, right? yeah, but it was like tiny. It was like yeah. a little matchbox. Yeah, it was like a thousand a month. Yeah. I took it and I would bring people. Like I would bring people there. I would talk to people on Instagram. Try to get leads online and i started building my business i started scaling my business right um started getting two or three of those little pockets next to each other right <laughs> so no so check out what happened i started signing more people on and then i it was i totally outgrew it so i got an off my first office after that was in hollywood i believe i opened no i opened an office in hollywood and then i opened another office in hollywood i opened a third office in las olas i opened Damn. a fourth office in fourth office in doral Okay, nice. nice. It was full of computers, full of staff, video editors, um, writers, graphic designers. And, you know, I had my little business running. Probably at the time doing like 20, 30K a month, yeah. um, you know, scaling my business. And one day I get a phone call. I think it's a, yeah, I got a phone call and I got an email. Hey, I'm the blah, blah, blah from Forbes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We want you to be part of this, this, and that. And I thought some, they were trying to hustle me. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm not. You know how when you're not interested, yeah, yeah, people, nah, yeah. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm, you just I'm, hit him with the nah, 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 nah. I'm good, nah, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, I I brushed them off, and then I, I think it was that day or the following day. I was like, shit, um, these people email. Let me look in more into this because they called me, sounded weird. They emailed me some booty ass PDF that looked terrible. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a scam. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck Forbes trying to fuck with me? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that Forbes has a like. Like what they call councils, different councils. They're, they're like different pods, like right. ecosystems full, full of different people and different uh, businesses. Right. Real estate. Focus on different things that are going Real on estate, the world. advertising. Right. So I was asked to, you know, to be part of that community uh, where they're at, at, the, at that time, you had to be doing like over a million dollars a year. Um, you had to have been featured in several projects. They had a bunch of criteria. And it turns out that I met the criteria for everything that they were trying to do. And basically, what it is, it's a community of entrepreneurs. Um, that uh, contribute towards Forbes. So we contribute, we write, we an- we do expert panels, we answer questions. And there's like private events, yearly events. There's uh, like private online events. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole community. So I actually ended up turning that into a win because I told them to fuck off. And then I was actually like, Forbes. Yeah. So I'm oh. like, my bad. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all, so how did they come back to you? How, how did they end up coming back? I, I reached out back. Oh, he like, reached out. He's like, oh, oh, oh okay. So, so, well, cause wait, because the phone call was like, ah, you thought it was bullshit. Like, yeah. Then you saw the email. You the thought email. it was bullshit. Because they sent me some weird PDF right, inviting right. me. Right, right, right. And it looked like terrible. And I'm a marketing agency yeah. and I'm all about branding. Yeah. So when I became. And part, you're from Miami and everything's a scam down here. Don't fall, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't play with that weird yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hanging up. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, so, you, so now you reach back out to them. Yeah. yeah he okay. said hello. Yes. Uh, no, my bad. My yeah. bad. That was my brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's dumb as fuck. Yeah. He was playing on my phone. <laughs> Christopher, I told you stop doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's Forbes. So, yes. So, it's now, me. so now you reach back out and and you, and they immediately you're part of this community. They kind of oh, they yeah, kind of tell go, you. I had to go through a process okay. and paperwork, whatever. I become part of the community and immediately as soon as they let me in, I rebranded all of their sales material. I'm like, don't be sending people that booty shit you guys sent me because nobody's gonna believe you guys that you guys are on that like for real, for real. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, yeah. that, that yeah, letterhead, you know, letterhead and the the PDF decks presentations. Right. I'm like, look, this is how you do it. Yeah. 
so that was that. I started writing on Forbes, and then because because man, if you think Forbes, Forbes is top, is top dog. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want a little boofoo thing coming. Yeah, at you. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Forbes, you watching? Yo, what's up? Don't yeah. blink, baby. I'll see you. So my bad, my bad for interrupting. <laughs> you, back, you, yeah. you, you regrouped everything. Yeah, and then I started writing for other press outlets. I write on Entrepreneur.com. Okay. I write on Grit Daily News, on Contrast Magazine. Contrast is you, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. the owner of Contrast Magazine. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. How'd that come about? Bro, um, that I didn't start Contrast. Nice. So Contrast has been alive for 10 years now. It's been over a decade. Yeah, nice. This is actually the 10th year. Nice. Well, you guys almost started at the same time, so that's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. So as naturally, as you own a marketing agency, marketing agencies, if you don't suck ass, you're cash flow positive, like very cash flow positive. So you naturally either get, buy equity into other businesses or right. people offer you equity in their business to grow it. So I've naturally been able to grow other brands. Contrast is one of those brands. About a year and a half back, uh, I developed a great relationship with my business partner right now uh, who founded Contrast, Michael Monroe. And, um, you know, we got to get work together for like eight months, getting to know each other before I kind of saw how I could bring the most value to him uh, through my agency and through being able to invest into the business. And I bought into the company and we've been scaling it ever since. We've been able to work with Disney, with Pokemon. We've had covers with uh, Nicky Jam, with uh, Raul Alejandro, Arcangel. Uh, we've interviewed DJ Khaled, Maluma, like fucking Russ. We've done all types. We've had like, I think over a hundred digital covers. That, that's, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Damn, that's congratulations great. on yeah, that yeah, right like there. Hell like yeah. A, they're like the sourcers, you know, something like that. One of those big magazines, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. dude, honestly, it's been a wild ride. It's been a very big learning experience, but it's been a, it's been a beautiful learning experience because the entertainment industry is a big industry We're, yeah. with a lot of creatives doing a lot of different things. And constantly on the move and changing. On the move. Like this. On the move and you got to maintain relationships and you got to keep your word just like in any Abs- other business. Abs- Otherwise, Absolutely. you know, you just yeah, become it, one of those people. It's a lot of, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know in the industry for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. And Contrast Magazine, you got a physical or is it just digital? We had physical for some time, but then uh-huh. we went full digital. Yeah. So we're uh-huh. concentrated on on creating animated digital ain't, covers. Ain't nobody grabbing on magazines. Uh, on the phone. There, there is a demographic. Like there are there magazines is, yeah. that are successfully doing it, doing print. Like Imagen Miami, they're buddies of mine. Um, they have a fucking fire magazine, bro. Yeah. They're digital yeah, yeah. and print, and I really respect the way that they do business. Nice. But my business model is a little bit different. I do coverage for Rolling Loud, Billboard, Beauty Urbana, uh, Latin Grammys. Yeah. Um, I do private interviews with people. We just we're like like digital network. Right. 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 You're yeah, a digital yeah, network. Yeah, yeah, You're hitting yeah. millions of people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome, man. And throughout the throughout all this time, you know what I'm saying? What continues to, you know what I'm saying, spark you up in the morning to, you know, keep you going? Look, it's honestly I like creating new things and I like growing with different people. That's why I've been able to grow so many successful businesses. I've been able to grow businesses from six to seven figures a month, seven to eight figures a month. Um and it's really beautiful what you could actually accomplish when you do that. The jobs you create, uh, yeah, the ideas that you bring you to life, yeah. and you just make a fuckload of cash for yourself. Absolutely. Um, and you open up other opportunities for other people doing all that, too. Absolutely. And you meet great people, people that could be part of your life journey, people that you could learn from, people that can learn learn with you, from you. You know what I mean? Um, I like it. I like being able to know that I could put my hand into a business and I could scale it to whatever I feel I could do just because I've developed the skill sets. I don't have a, like a magic potion or I don't have a magic wand. It's just 
basic bare bones marketing, understand your audience, understand what you're selling, understand what their pain points are, understand how to speak to them, understand how to frame your offer, whether it's a product or a service that you're selling, understand how to now grab that product, that offer and voice it to people correctly to the right types of audiences at the right price with the with the I keep mentioning offer because pretty much in some industries, people are selling the same product or service. What makes your shit different? You have to have a different offer, different hook, a different value proposition. You understand all of those things and you do them enough times, you're able to market pretty much any business. Listen, uh, after these cameras turn off, we need you to stick around, tell us how to to get, don't blink uh, uh, on on, on that journey. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome, man, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been able to travel, guys, I've been able to travel the world teaching a ton of people. So I've hosted, mm-hmm. before, yeah. before the pa- the whole pandemic shit, yeah. I was touring around the United States. I was doing U.S. tours, hundreds of people in, in, in conference rooms. And, keynote and speaking? Keynote speaking. Yeah. yeah. I did it with Microsoft. I did it with HubSpot. I, I've, I've done collaborations with McLaren. You're about to be on a TED Talk, brother. I would love to do a yeah, TED Talk. I was fire. actually going to do a tour in China, yeah. February 2020. What? Yeah, uh, but then the whole shit went down and my whole tour was canceled. Yeah. Tiene tu, First stop was Wuhan. The first stop would have been Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> right, you would have still been stuck over there. Oh, what is his last name? Um, yeah. Quinn? Yeah. 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 Quinn? Yes. Hey, so, so good man. That's, that's amazing for sure. <laughs> So no, so you have you uh, obviously uh, do you have a ton of people trying to work with you then? Because if you're making you know companies basically double, you know exactly skyrocket. I'm sure you got people trying to bust down your door to work with you. Honestly, before it wasn't like that. It was fucking hard. I mean, yeah, it's been sure. nine years, right? right so we're right, talking right. about nine years of eating shit, of doing free work, of people trying me, of people stealing from me, people like fucking ripping yeah, yeah. me off. Figuring yeah. it out. Figuring it figuring out. Figuring it out. Not knowing what the fuck to do with taxes. How do you, how the fuck do you file taxes? How do I take care of my credit? Um, I just learned like last year. I got, you got lawsuits, fucking contracts, uh, work for hire agreements, uh, fucking like uh, writing off the expenses. Like they don't teach us this shit. Did you learn that in high school? I absolutely not. No, high I didn't school? Learn too much in high school. Yeah, we, we were barely here in high school. We was yeah. barely in high school. <laughs> yeah, that was my problem. <laughs> Should have been paying more attention. Uh, but yes, to your point, they don't be talking about none of that stuff. But now they do. I think uh, yeah. DeSantis passed the law that now they like. I think in high school you have to learn about like uh, uh, keeping up your checkbooks, uh, taxes, mm. uh, uh, credit, all that. I think that's real great, world, bro. real world shit, brother. You need to learn not about yeah. Columbus and bullshit. Hey, can't, you can't keep people dumb. Or else they, they fall victim to the system and then they just choose them up and spits them back out. Yeah. Does, you know, I've, I've been through it yeah. myself. No, no, and I can see, uh, I can see in your character and the way you know you carry yourself and the way you're doing things that you, you've you've had this little you had this thing in you since you were uh, a kid, probably. You know, you were, yeah. Were well, you always confident like that and yeah. comfortable on the mic and even doing um, going out and doing keynotes and stuff like that? No, because yeah, um, that's not for everybody going on there on stage and talking in front of hundreds of people. Yeah, it's, 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 I get nervous before. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, it's about like, that. There's oh, a the shot. lot of people yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, but I think more than nervousness is like excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I ever did a public speaking presentation was with Puma. They invited me to do a, do a talk at FIU. Nice. With a ton of people. 
uh, from the entertainment space. And there was like 400 people. That was my first like time, but I was with a panel. Then I got invited to do like to host event, like to host an event, to do more panels than to host my own keynotes. So then I had to learn how to teach. Right. I have to learn how to create presentations and teach people a curriculum, have them have takeaways. Bullet points, all that good stuff. All of that. Yeah, um, so the nervous level goes even higher because now you got to remember everything. Honestly, man, as long as you're following a nice like PDF or like a like and a you know what you're talking about, and you know what you're talking about, you're not talking shit up there. You're 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 good for the most part. Right, right. But that's all played a role in me being able to be somebody that's in the media, right? Exactly. To, to have my magazine, uh, to have uh, my podcast in English, right. my podcast in Sp- I have a podcast in Spanish where I interview uh, people in the entertainment industry. So I've interviewed so far Luis Fonsi. Awesome. I, I've interviewed Mirabai Montoya. She's Carol G's vocal coach. Um, oh. I have an episode dropping with Dima Flow next week. Uh, and I have, a, you know, we have a few more things coming up, just like I have my English podcast. So I'm able to be in the media. I'm able to write in the media. Media, like press, public relations, and advertising go hand in hand. Yeah. You know? Nice. Do do you still uh do you still own your a physical agency? Like where you have offices? No, no are? offices. Okay. Um, that wasn't profitable. Well, scratch that. It was profitable, but not as profitable as going fully remote. Right, right, right. There's 16 of us right now at the agency, fully remote. We operate... All on cell phones and laptops. How, how does super, that w- super convenient? Yeah. How does that work in the sense of like, how do you know when your employees isn't doing like a I don't know side job? I don't know. I, I, oh, all my employees have other th- other stuff. I encourage them to. So 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 you get the you get the actual deal, and then you send it to them, and you tell you, we know whatever guy I need you to do this. It, it, so the way the agency's broken I'm, down, I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to break it down. I'll give you, I'll give you a, br- a breakdown. Okay. I, I only work with about five to seven people at a time, so this isn't something that I'm adding constantly adding clients on. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm grabbing people and taking them from this revenue to this revenue: two million dollars a month to seven million dollars a month, uh, five hundred thousand dollars a month. Just to a million what, cleaning a month. up what they have, they have, they're doing it already, but they're not doing it maybe the right way. Or? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I see where they're managing, how they're managing their advertising budgets, how they're spending it, what kind of data they have. Do they have email lists, text messages? list are they reaching out to these people are they running retargeting campaigns do they have influencer marketing do they have um uh, affiliate marketing whatever the case may be i lead the project but obviously as part of advertising you have to build web pages you have to create copywriting you have to do graphic design uh, you have to do like it work you have to do all types of stuff so that's where my team comes in right oh. i create the campaigns i create the framework and the infrastructure of all the campaigns and my and my team helps me figure out all how the do you come up with tasks. this how, how do you come up with like the ideas for for the marketing like what what is it that that's being done that that you're you know like what creatively temp- what, that, that template yeah what, what are you creating for them okay so let, let's uh let's do an example a red bull or whatever i don't know you yuli monster yuli monster yuli monster <laughs> give, give me give me an, uh, an example of a product um something random or a service that history makers that's, this is your brand? Yeah. Okay. How are you marketing your brand right now? Don't blink podcast. Got you. Beautiful. Which is a great which is a, a great tool. Boom. My podcast has been, a, right now. has been a great tool. Do you guys run paid ads? Not yet. Okay. Uh, do you guys have influencers wearing your 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 products? Yes, right here. Okay, cool. So now, now you oh, have- and look, the cameraman and the cameraman and the cameraman and the Everybody. photographer and the yeah. photographer yeah. and this we, rack we right ca- there. We need cameras on them. <laughs> Matter of fact, give me a sweater size large. We're going to swap a sweater on. I think medium, medium. <laughs> oh, medium. <laughs> it's medium. It's a medium. So, right, so you have the framework already, right? Boom. Right, you create the content, you have the crew, you have the culture, you created the culture around the people. Okay, now you voice that, right? Boom. What is History Makers about? 
Oh, fashion for greatness, motivation, inspiration, and encouraging to believe in yourself. Okay, so basically, kind of like cultured around people that have built great brands or built great ideas in the past. And this culture is based around smart people that get it. They're on top of their shit. They're on the ball, and they want to help each other grow. Kind of shit like that, right? Boom. Well, that's like your that. that could be your messaging. That could be your tone of voice, your brand voice. Now you find people like that. Where are they? They're online. There, you run ads. Yeah. There's no science to it. You have a product. People like this product. Find, for example, maybe people that wear history makers like to listen to Future, Lil Baby, and Drake, and maybe they also listen to a little bit of Bad Bunny, and they watch complex news. Right? You start creating like a like an art like a like a like an audience persona for who would buy your product, what what food are they eating, where are they going out, what music are they listening to, what movies are they watching, and what you do, you create audiences on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and you run ads to these people using the content he's creating. Right? Ooh. Then you Got sh- that? then you share Ooh. your podcast. You know, it's not just a clothing brand. Many podcasts have a mer- have merch, have different yeah. things, but they're not buying the merch because it, it looks cool. They're buying the merch because they like the shit you guys are talking about. Yes. They fuck with your message. So what you have to do is you just have to distribute that content. You just have to put it in front of people. At first, not everybody has money to run ads. So then that, the influencer marketing goes into play. You send a nice care package to an influencer, right? Uh, you work a deal with them where like 20% of or 10%, 15% of the revenue that they're driving from their link in bio or their swipe up, they get it. So then you don't have to pay for ads. Right. Different ways to do it. Right. Different ways to do it. Try to get on blogs, try to get blogs to link back to your website. The the, the number one way to get sales is to run ads, run ads. You just have to learn. You have to learn the skill of being able to run ads and and be okay with losing some money. Uh, that's awesome I, and I did hear that a long time ago about no, like for example uh, uh, I used to be sponsored by Dr. Silverman he's a huge chiropractor down yeah. here and yeah. you see him on every bus and mm-hmm. everything and he says you know if you want to be successful you gotta spend your money on advertisement yeah yeah, hell yeah so that, I've been stacking my pennies you know what I'm saying we jumping into um some advertisement soon yeah some, some ads you know what I'm saying we jumping into that and I appreciate you breaking that down right there cause this episode is gonna live forever we gonna have that gem in there yeah I man I like that yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, we got to start. Um, we got to start this, man. We got to rewind. No, I like this connection right here because this is a vibe. I, I want to hear the, the step one. by step he just took us on. So. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 how do you have the the the, the memory retention for this? Just because <clears> you've done it so long, yeah, he's done it. Because you you yeah. you go down the scale of what you got to do all the way there. You break it down to the the most minute scale. Because that's how fucking easy it is, bro. The thing is that people just make excuses and then they ah oh, I suck or or nobody helps me or I don't have enough money. Like fuck you, shut up. Like yeah. you, yes, it. you yeah. can. Like you can do it. You can do it, especially Absolutely. in this country that we live in. Yeah. Like where we're sitting right now, like we're living better than ninety five percent of people on Earth. Right. Like we got Wi Fi, we got nice microphones, we got a whole crew in here. You got some. You got a dude mixing live, like <laughs> you know. You understand? That's how Rex. We have a phone, like we have all the tools. I learned with mentors. I learned asking questions. I learned on YouTube. I learned going to school a little bit. I learned reading books. So it's just repetition. My job is doing the same shit every day. What product is this? What service is this? Who are we selling it to? How are we speaking to them? How much does it cost? What kind of content are we going to shoot differently to it, see if it it, it it clicks? And just turn the campaigns on. See how they work see okay these types of videos people don't like now you know you don't do those now, they like these videos now you do more of those and then you find winning ads that's essentially what it is so you're, you're, you're on a daily basis you're reading uh, you know like stats stats exactly stats, yeah. stats. Read, okay. what wow. works what doesn't work right, right. what's worked before note that down in the future if all shit's going loose uh, going, to re- <laughs> uh, going downhill <laughs> go, down. go back to what's worked before repeat success, successful actions and just like 
Rinse and repeat. 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 I like that. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I feel pumped right now. I feel energized. I You're feel like grabbing my foot. No, I'm yeah. ready to fucking put an ad right now. Right now. $100 <laughs> on I, black. I, Let's go. I see your, your chair shaking, boy. Ready to, boy, I'm, ready I'm, to I'm, okay. He said phone. I said, I got a phone right here. I can uh, put an ad right uh, now. You have, a, you have a TikTok for their history makers? I got a sale. I just got a sale on Shopify. I'll tell you right now. Shouts out to... Ron Zell, shouts out to Ron Zell. Just bought a hoodie. I see you live so, on the show. So you have the you have Jesus the the, uh, the merchandise on Shopify. Yes. So one thing I recommend on Shopify, which is like gold, get a lead magnet. Lead magnet. Right. Offer free shipping. Offer something for you to get their phone number and their email right away. Boom. As soon as you get your phone number and your e- and their right email, on. you raise your probabilities of closing. A lot of people don't realize that between like 10 and 20% on average of, of uh, e-commerce sales are from text message marketing and other like 10 to mm. 25% is email. And people think it's dead and it's not. And it's not annoying to people. As long as you're compliant, you could send them deals, make them feel like they're part of shit. Maybe send them free decals once in a while. So collect emails and phone numbers in exchange for... for Their information. For Actually, their, on the website, as soon as you go to the website, it has a newsletter, um, enter your email type of vibe. Okay, so one thing you could do is as soon as they enter their email, you could have a trigger going off on your email marketing uh, like software yeah. where you could do like every day for like a week, they get a different email. So day one is who we are. Day two, what we do. Uh, day three, what are we about? Day yeah. three, what are the categories of products that we sell? So by the end of the week, they've, they're have they already familiar with your brand and more right. likely to buy from you if they see your ad. You see, you see what I'm saying? Uh. Because you wrote ads to people whose email you have and whose phone number you have. I like this right here. Like Next this. thing, when people add to cart on your website, yes. you have to have abandoned text, the abandoned cart. Abandoned that, cart sequences. That, 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 yes. like two or three reminders on text message and on email. That's gonna that's I got gonna two of them things. I should do three? Do like three to four. Okay. So what you do I don't got text messages though. I'm about to implement that text message. Yeah, you can use, like, like four you can use like SMS bump for that. Yeah. Uh so what you do is you set up the first text message, it's a light reminder, hey, you left something in your cart. Uh second that's text message. Second text message, hey, don't forget. Third text message, hey, we're running out. Uh, so create a sense of urgency. Fourth, maybe like final one, last straw. Be like, all right, you know what? I know you really want this. I'm going to give you 10% off, right? So that's the last ditch effort to get them to close, either through email or text message on the abandoned car. And this is all automated. So you don't, yeah. that could all be We just got to write the text and it'll happen automatically. Automatically. It, yeah, and yeah, it could yeah, be yeah, happening yeah. while we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's how it happens. I, I don't know if you guys remember this back in the day. There used to be something like, the, it was like a little machine and you, like let's say you walked in a room like this the machine would send out a message like a message and it would, and it would send it out to the room like a text message for real like, yeah that was it, back in the day that seems like yeah, a little was, bit intrusive that's probably yeah, not even legal anymore probably right? not probably not like, i don't know but i remember it was it was something there was something like that kind of for advertising you you walk into the place and wherever like there's people around you in your vicinity they all get like it. a text message yeah, yeah kind of like a, like a precursor to the airdrop Exactly. Some shit like that. Exactly, exactly. We're, we're exactly. We're now you got to accept the airdrop. So, so you know, the interesting part that a lot of people aren't aware of, of, of running ads and all the data that you collect from your website. So, you, you know that Facebook and Instagram know fucking everything about you. They yeah. know what you like. They know what kind of booties you like. They know, like, you like black girls, white girls, Latino yeah. they, Facebook knows everything. Damn, why you got to take it there? I took <laughs> it. Yeah, you could have said chips, chicken. You could have said, nah, said guacamole. No. Yeah, booty thing. Yeah, yeah, all that. Black, white, Chinese. Yeah. Oh, and they know which one you like. Yeah, yeah. they know what. To, they know when you're anxious. They know when you're hungry. Yeah. They oh. know how you. They know you're sleeping. They know everything. So They're hearing happened? us right now. Right now. They so they no your phone and your phone know you're with me right now. And when we leave, we're probably going to see the same ads. 
Oh, possibly. Oh. Yeah. No, and no, hopefully God possibly. willing, their history makers. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Our phones yeah, yeah. know we're together. Yeah. Her and, phone and, knows. And some of the shit yeah. we talked about is gonna pop up too. Yeah, it's, you give the apps permissions to listen to you all the time. So what happens wow, there? Shit. Damn. You collect data on your website, like a phone number and an email. Mm. You could upload that to Facebook, and let's say that you had like a hundred purchasers on your website. You upload that list to Facebook and tell Facebook, look. These hundred purchasers are probably on your platform. So Facebook goes and cross-references those emails and phone numbers to their profiles and finds them. So then you tell Facebook, okay, all those buyers that you located, find me another hundred thousand people like them and let me run ads directly to them. So now since Facebook and Instagram are so smart that they know all the data points on all of those people, at least 50,000 per person, the the machine learning probabilities of them finding people that are going to buy from you are extremely high. That's where you go into your ads. That's where you go into your content and your copywriting because you have laser focus targeting. Damn. Holy he, shit. He said no. laser yeah. focused yeah. Yeah. targeting. No, no, look, look at the Donde way. Donde pongo el ojo, pongo la bala. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Ah, you like that, Guys, we yo, that was fucking crazy right there. We yeah, I'm pumped. I'm telling you, I'm pumped. I'm so energized right now. Our marketing game up 100. I'm so energized right now. You can get fucking paid, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. We are gonna get paid, motherfuckers. Off like marketing. I know guys with fucking four people on their team making like six hundred thousand dollars a month from their crib. That's awesome. Just running ads. Awesome. God bless. Nah, hell yeah. I think you should get him that, that special team, question. We have, we have I think a perfect gotta, office right here. Little yeah, you got to ask him that special <laughs> question because I think he is one Jay, of us. Jay, don't even want to paint no more. He want to know how to do marketing too. <laughs> I've known my man for a minute. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Hell Jay's yeah. A minute. You've been Jay's to my man. offices before and yeah. my all of the shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, the, you guys were at the Yuli's last fight at the Hard Rock and yeah. he was like, yo, remember when I got lost a little bit? I was like, yeah, I was looking for you. He was like, yeah, I went to go see Alex. Oh, you were at, you were at the fight? Yeah, we were doing coverage for the magazine. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. For which one? For Trust? Yeah, OnlyFans invited us. Oh, dope. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Damn, shout out to OnlyFans. What do you think about OnlyFans? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's a good marketing and a good platform to Man. market. And uh, make I know money. people making great yeah. money on OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. OnlyFans is a great platform. Uh, everybody has their shit. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. people killing it. I'll open one of those too. I'm going to do ads and OnlyFans. Only toes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping yeah. gems in here. Everything <laughs> that comes out of his mouth. Y'all be aware of things because later on you're going to see it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, that was from Don't Bling, episode 96. Two nice as hairy ass toes. <laughs> this is episode 96? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my podcast has, I think, like 92 episodes. Nice. How long have you guys been doing this podcast? One a week for the last be- 96 weeks. Bro. Yeah, it's going to be two years. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's consistent. Yeah. Good job, guys. That's Thank what it's you. about. That's Thank what you, that's bro. what building a long-lasting brand is about. Absolutely. And that was the first thing when we all sat at the table. First thing was like, yo, it has to be consistent. Because uh, you know we live in a in an instant satisfaction type of day, uh, you mm-hmm. know, type of gratification type of uh, place right now. So, as soon as you you miss a beat, people forget about you. Absolutely, that's you what you're be- saying. Like you got to hit those emails four times a week. You're and, not going to you know, be annoying. And, and give them that Machu sense of urgency. And, and you say no, give them that sense of urgency. It's true. You gotta. You, that's what it is nowadays. It's all brain games, man. It is, and we've been killing it every yeah. Tuesday, seven thirty, just hitting them. Bam. Read this book called Propaganda. It, the, it talks about how the big government and big corporations pretty much use media and perception to control people's buying behaviors. You know, so for example, let's say alien shit right there. I'm going to get to the alien part right now. So let's say in the east coast of the United States, um, there is a surplus of cashmere, right? A big corporation that has ties in many industries or has a surplus of cashmere. There's warehouses full of cashmere, and they don't know what to do with it because there's no demand for cashmere. 
a big corporation will go in and find all the top influencers in the space. Will buy ad space in the magazines. Uh, will um, start pushing cashmere again. Cashmere is fucking. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's back and it's bullshit. Uh-huh. They're just creating and uh, uh-huh. they're creating a narrative. The demand. They're brain fucking. They're brain fucking you. <laughs> and now everybody's wearing cashmere like a bunch of assholes because these guys had a bunch of <laughs> warehouses full of cashmere that they need to get rid of. That it's that's how it works. And, and when you watch the news, they're telling you shit. And when you're like, there's always a narrative being pushed for something, yeah. and that. Probably Propaganda will show you that, and that that helps in marketing because in marketing you have to be able to use psychology to draw people towards you, but you have to sell them something that's ethical, uh, yeah. a, something that's solving a problem for them, a product or a service. So, yes, in some cr- in cases it's crazy because you're actually playing mind games, but if it's with a with a end result of being able to actually help those people and be a helping hand for them, then you know that you're doing something good and you're making your money in an honest way. Yeah. It, but it is, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, you know, it ends up where you're helping somebody, but a lot of other things it goes the other way where people, you know, you lose your mind on uh, on on the, on the internet, dog. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh-huh. So speaking of losing their mind, there's a lot of people losing their minds going through all kinds of content. Um, yeah, true. I like love TikTok. I love watching crazy shit. I, <laughs> I heard you guys like alien shit. Yes. Well, who said that? that? Who told you? Yeah. No, I heard. Yeah. It, we we actually, You heard it through the grapevine. It, it is known. It, we actually in ninety six episodes we've asked we've asked every guest this question. Oh, do you shit. believe in aliens? How can you not, man? Oh, tell us. We want to hear why. Why? You got a crazy story? You yeah, seen yeah, aliens? Yeah. You seen some flying yeah, you shit? Crazy about I aliens. saw something one time, and I don't know what it was. It was I saw it in Miami Lakes. I saw an like a above my friend's house. We were the three of us were sitting outside, and there was like an orb, and it was switch, it changed colors like a like a rainbow, and then it, it like disappeared and just, it was gone. That's all I saw. But I've seen documentaries. I've seen. I, I listen to Rogan, and I see the people he interviews, and like, how do you explain these orbs and uh, the, these you? UAP or whatever the fuck they're calling them, that they go into the ocean and then they fly out of the ocean into outer space. Like, who, whose is that? I never I seen that one. Yeah, yeah. No, well, people don't know if the, the spaceships are coming from space or from the ocean. They don't yeah. know where Oh, that from. too. Yeah, so like, they're unidentified aerial whatever because yeah. they don't know if it's like Russia or China or right. India or fucking aliens. So they don't really know. All we know is that the technology that we see on a daily basis right now those whatever the fuck those are are way ahead and we don't even know how that works yeah. so whose is it who's the most advanced uh country in the world who knows maybe right it could be up to debate right yeah that too uh, china china <laughs> united states right you know they're, yeah. they're but none of those people or none of those countries you see them using that advanced technology so either they're hiding it and it's really good or it's aliens Navy fighter jets. Yeah, they've seen some of those things. And they don't even know what it is. They can't even tell. So if it's the government itself, it's the Navy, they don't know what it is. Then who who knows? It's true. It's true. And and, yeah, and and there's there's things there's things on Earth we can't explain, bro. There's you know the pyramids, but we can't explain. We we don't know how what's in the ocean still. So. Aliens is just another thing on the on, on the list of uh, of our unknowns for right now. Because we don't. There's, I wish we had solid proof of something. You know what I mean? Well, there, the thing is that most of our history is hidden away under the desert in Africa. Yeah, humanity came from Africa, yeah. right? And when you go over there, the the desert is ever growing. It's getting bigger every time. The sand dunes are pushing forward every time. So the desert is getting bigger. Under that desert, there's a bunch of shit. Have you guys ever heard of lidar technology? 
No. Okay, ah. so what they're doing is they're putting this, these scanners on these drones and they're flying them over like valleys or they're flying them over Mexico and, and Colombia, Brazil, over mountains. And this LiDAR technology is essentially like a, like a sonar, like an X-ray, and it sees through the trees and the dirt. And they're finding structures of civilizations of millions of people that lived in the Andes and lived in, um, in Brazil and in, in different parts of Central America. And they didn't even know that this shit existed before. Imagine if they could f- create a technology that could fly over the African desert, looking under all of the sand to see what the fuck was there. Because yeah. that's where all this shit came from. That's where everybody came from. Th- that all used to be grass. That all used to be um, forest. There was, yeah, it wasn't healthy, what it is nice. right now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, no, they just discovered that, like, you know, they thought, like, uh, humans were, like, a certain amount of 50 million years ago or something. They just discovered they might be even older. We might be even older than that. Maybe, like, 70 million years we've been around. Yeah, they've been able to find a bunch of stuff because before. And, and like, be- tools and stuff like that. Tools. So, they found stuff in Turkey. Um, right, right. Uh, Tobli Begni. Uh, Gobleki Tepe, something yeah, like that. exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it tells, I believe it tells us we've been around for, like, 80, 100,000 years. No, and they have these precise cuts on things with, like, hand tools. It's it's unexplainable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shit. Shit. Yeah, well, shit, man. But you know, what I mean, I, we're not alone. I get, I get stuck in that rabbit hole of watching these things too. Like, I, I just want an answer. We wa- <laughs> we watched a video that Jen sent to the chat today earlier, and and the guy that was talking about the aliens and stuff says said, "Don't blink." So and then we was like, "Oh shit, they sending the signs. They're listening to you, <laughs> you right know, now." They listen, and then we go into the they listening to you right yeah. now and this, and then we made a song. Like all of this is you is made because, a song. Yeah, when we walked in, remember we oh, made a song. Oh, hey, hey, the aliens. Well, alien, how did that go? How did that go? Uh, Damn, you got me. It's thirty-five minutes later. I forgot already. Damn, <laughs> oh, that was off the. That was off the. That rip. was off yeah. the cuff right there, uh, off the off dome the right there, <laughs> off the heezy for sheezy inspired and yeah. in hustling. Hey, hey, you know, what, you know what? I wanted to ask you: Are you um, advertising in the metaverse? Oh, not yet, not yet. But I'm learning Wait, a whole lot there, about it. What? There's, there's, there's advertising in that metaverse. Not that I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not oh. in it enough to even know because I'm not okay, even touching okay, that right okay, now. Yeah. But what I do understand that is coming is that, for example. They're, they're going to have like uh, Oculus events and, and an Oculus event is going to be essentially you could do a concert, right? And you're at the concert and there's like billboards on the screens of the concert. You could buy ad space there or you could buy skins like you could buy the outfit you're wearing. Uh, so there's going to be different forms of advertising there. Like, for example, if Grand Theft Auto goes metaverse, you know, when you're in a Grand Theft Auto, you're listening to music yeah. and then you pass by a billboard. That's all ads. Yeah. So essentially that's where it's going. And eventually you're probably going to be able to pay it in crypto. Yeah. So let's say Facebook allows you to run ads in the metaverse, but you have to run those ads maybe buying their coin. So now that 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 cryptocurrency has a yeah, it's has like a, Fortnite. You gotta buy Fortnite. You gotta buy. It's called V Bucks. I, yeah. I got kids. So. Yeah. If you guys want to learn more about that, I wrote an article on Forbes talking about pretty much how the entertainment industry is going to be shifted by the use of uh, um, augmented reality, virtual reality, and cryptocurrency. Yeah. How, like <laughs> artists are going to do events now and meeting. Imagine. So imagine like Drake. Says, all right, I'm gonna do a meet and greet inside Oculus with you two. Uh, the the meet and greet package is 50k. You get 20 minutes. You put on the headset. You put on the headset. You put on the headset. Maybe you're all in different rooms, but you're with Drake, one on one, being able to ask whatever questions you want from whatever part of the world with something playing or not playing <laughs> or an advertisement, and then you and you dip. So artists do meet and greets right now. They charge people. So we're sitting here. Let's say we're the artists. Our fans come in. They take pictures with us. We charge 5, 7, 10K for that package, and they got a nice experience. They got some bubbly in the back. They get some, some snacks. You just provide those experiences in the metaverse where people could be anywhere. Like maybe it's in Tokyo, but it doesn't matter that yeah. it's in Tokyo because you just 
you just put your headset on. Well, that idea, we're wow. actually going to do it here. You know what I'm saying? That's actually the, the, the space is going to be built for to be able to do things like that. But damn, in the metaverse, that's going to be crazy. Imagine, Yuli, you, you know what I'm saying? You you have a meet and greet with the yeah. thing on. And they're selling and, parcels. And you see you're the parcels a, and they you're sell? In a ring. No, they're selling yeah, real estate on Real uh, estate the in yeah. the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. You buy digital parcels no, next to like big brands that bought shit. Like Snoop Dogg has, I think, like a parcel. Right, like, right, like, yeah. right. I, I, uh, I forgot what the parcels called. It's like where a lot of rich people are buying uh, real estate on the metaverse. And Fan, I also saw... something? Is it in the sand, sandbox? Sandbox. Sandbox, that's there's right. A, there's the a few of them, yeah. That's right. And I saw also where uh, I think a yacht was sold on a metaverse for like $600 million or something like that. Something it was like really, a digital yacht? Right. Damn. Digital People yacht. will go so far to flex. No, it's it, crazy. It, it's, Yo, yeah. I got a yacht in the metaverse. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah, sand. Yeah. Yeah. I, would feel, I would feel like I would sound like a dumbass. 600 mil. I'll get my ass a yacht in That's Miami Beach. That's got to be like a Saudi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for 600 million, you know what type of yacht you'll get? Damn. Shit. A fucking cruise ship. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> But that metaverse man. stuff is crazy as hell. I, I'm not even going to go too much, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to just wait. I mean, I'm going to just There's wait and see. There's a new Oculus that came out. It's like $1,500. I, I, I don't have that one. I have the one, the, the last one that came out for, with for my kids. You know, the little boxing games and shit like that. Yeah, but you're a fighter, like, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, wait, wait, wait. The fighter. The you're fighter the of all uh, fighters. Yeah, yeah? All right. This year alone, I'm going to give you some, drop some gems on you all right, real let's, quick. Let's flex stats. Two MMA, two boxing, uh-huh. two bare knuckle. Okay. Right? Going for a seventh fight right now, December third. Yeah, it's just, okay. that's just, and that's this, just year. this year. You heard? Okay. And yeah. what month we in? No, the year's almost over. Yeah. The year's yeah. almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Name what? Fu- no, there's not one We've fighter. <laughs> there's this is the fighter. When we talk about fighters, well, you over here, Mike. When we talk about fighters, we're talking about the fighter. <laughs> Somebody need to put respect on this man's name. Yeah. Damn it! That's right. And remember where you heard it first. But yeah, people that's need how. to put more respect on the fact that fighting dictates a lot of mental discipline. Absolutely does. You know what I'm oh, saying? It's not just does. a sport. Yeah, no, I, I it's a, a life. It's a way of thinking. I told people fighting saved my life because I was uh, I was a guy who was kind of all over the place. I was, you know, I was a mess for a long time in my life. <laughs> I'm saying and, we was locked and, up. They county yeah. shit. Yeah, they <laughs> county shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I was caught, up. I was caught up in the day county shit. I grew up in it, and uh, but I, I I had the mental capacity to get myself out of the the shit, and what kept me. Sane and where I'm at today, and giving me discipline. opportunities the, is the discipline because yeah. it comes with fighting. I, I, you guys are Miami guys. Um, you guys know how dangerous Miami could be. It's not just Lambos and shit and pretty nah, girls. I know. Of course, I, I've been for the last five years. I've been working on a project called Take a Ride, and Take a Ride is um, it's a film based around my buddy's life. Okay, my buddy had a crazy life. His father was murdered pretty much like through the window as he was watching when he was like seven years old and he lived a very rough life all his friends died you know um in opalaka going through all types of shit and i heard his story and it inspired me and what he was essentially trying to do is use his story as an example to be able to show kids in the hood and low-income neighborhoods that don't have a lot of opportunity that there is a way out. Right. What's right? he doing now? What's he doing? He's an executive at Macy's. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, nice. nice. He's an ex- so so the film is we, we interview the old heads. We interview. Are you familiar with Level? Yes, yeah, my guy. Level's in my film. That's my guy. Um, we, we had Level. We had cops. We had people that have been in jail. We had people that have killed people. Like We've had all cu- kinds of shit. And we break down what is the problem Miami's having with violence. One of the main problems is that there's guns lying around and 12 and 13-year-olds are picking them up thinking they have beef and they kill each other. Yeah. But this doesn't come out in the news. Yeah. And if it does very little, they sweep it under the rug. So the whole point of that is to shine a light on a lot of issues we're having in low-income neighborhoods in Miami so we could provide solutions for these kids to be distracted, to have sports, to have education, so they're not gangbanging or yeah. 
like Facebook beefing with each other and then shooting themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. That has a lot to do with the community too and the way they're brought up, parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it gets a lot deeper than that. But when it comes to uh, the, the things about kids shooting each other and stuff like that, nowadays it's much worse because I'm 41. So in my era, we didn't have no digital nothing. We had no social media, nothing. Yeah. So if you came over here and kicked my ass, he they saw it. They could talk shit. You guys talk shit. Now you get your ass kicked. You're on video and millions of people see this shit. Yeah. So kids have this. And, and we're all, whether you're a man or a woman, you have a sense of pride. Right. And once your pride gets crushed like that, people act in different ways. You know? Yeah. And one of the ways is grabbing a gun and going, shoot fucking people that, that you know. Exactly. And you know, a lot of people don't have a good example and, and um, they don't have a good role model. Absolutely. And that's understandable. That's I, I, fine. I, I, I yeah? was, a, I was, uh, I never had one. I never had one. So I, so you I became went the wrong one. path. Right. So you became I, one. I, I, thank God for that. You know, that's the whole point of the film. The whole point of the film is to highlight people like you. Yeah. Thank you. Show, show, okay. He became an executive. He became an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is a way. Yeah. Maybe at home they're not understanding you, but you could consume content online that and find people that are like you and they could motivate you and help you get out of that mindset. So instead of being even with this fool that you don't even give a fuck about, maybe you could stop looking at his Instagram and you could look at a podcast or you right. could listen to History Makers. Right, right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or you could listen, uh, my bad, you could listen to Don't Blink Podcast yeah. and start fucking with a certain mindset. That's what that whole thing is about. We launched our, awesome. we launched the, the trailer and I got a million organic views. Nice. nice. Oh, so it's already filmed then? It's already filmed and no. finished. Okay, so it, nice. it's being distributed. It's in yeah, it's being distributed to film festivals worldwide Damn, right now. Damn, look, nice. we got we got a film, uh, film yeah, a yeah. short film called um, "Never Too Late." Yeah, yeah. we actually he's won six different um, film festivals yeah, across the nation. So you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we did a, uh, uh, we did a documentary on on, it, on his it's life. A 12, actually, it's a 12 minute little short film that we did on on parts of my life, you know, and 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 my to where I'm at today with professional fighting. And uh, and yeah, we bet one best short documentary in six six, six different uh, short films, man. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that one is already done. So it's not like we can't get we could get in it. But where where is done. it? Where 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 can we? I know you just said only the trailers out. You're gonna put it in film festivals, right? So it's not yeah. out where anybody because where you can see, see it, it yet. Yeah, because there's film festivals that require for it to not be released. Yeah, right. to be exclusive. Um, uh, yeah, to yeah, be yeah, exclusive. Yeah. And then we're gonna shoot for for digital platforms. We're already in talks with different streaming platforms to see where we're gonna position ourselves and how we're going to launch. Awesome. We've waited this long. We might as well do it right at the end. Yeah, of course. Man, I had to awesome, shoot it three bro. times. I had to shoot it because the first time I shot it, I fucked it up. Second time, I didn't know what I was doing. Third time, I hired a professional ass like film team <laughs> and we did it correctly. Nice, um, nice. But it was cool. It was cool. And, and you have it in the, into where like uh, Netflix could pick it up in, in that type of format? Where Correct. The, okay. the color the color grading, the color correction, the audio work, all is done by top of the line people. There was awesome. a lot of money spent on the film. It was awesome. five years of like crews and That's filming. Awesome, and well, what's the name of it? Take a Ride Miami. Take, take a, a ride. ride. Take a Ride Miami. I can't wait to take that ride, dog. I want to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. man. That's awesome. I'm into that, man. Yeah. You know? So, you know, one of the things we do once a year, um, especially during, because here's the thing. When, when you're, let's say you're six, seven, eight years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, and you're going to school and you don't have good material, like you don't have good notebooks, good pens, good backpacks, you lose motivation. You, you, you don't remember when you, when you yeah, went to yeah. school and like if you didn't have all the, all the, the, all the lists that they gave you of all the pencils and the coloring books and the crayons, you, f you felt like, 
You failed. You felt like oh, fuck, man. All these all these kids got got all the shit. Yeah, Fulanito got it already, and he and I ain't missing. And that fucks with people's mind. That fucks with kids' minds, right? So like maybe their moms can't afford to buy them a backpack or, or, or uh, pencils. So maybe they don't want to pay attention in class because it's just not worth it for them. So one of the things that we do is we'll go to Opalaka in different neighborhoods during like August, and we'll do backpack drives. Awesome. You know, we'll fill it with uh, notebooks, pens, pencils, yeah. flashcards, backpacks. We'll bring soccer balls, footballs, things that could help kids at least maybe be a little bit motivated to do yeah. sports or, or to pay attention in class that way they could maybe take their mind away from other things because we can't control their every day they have their family at home they're 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 living their day-to-day life but at least if we could be a little bit of an influence and then put out content like this that they could listen yeah. to for free at least there is a light at the end of the tunnel absolutely and if whenever you do anything like that any type of giveaways or anything like that don't you know call Let us know we, yeah for sure yeah. We, uh, love to we used to have uh during we did it for during covid and the year after we did uh we got fighting versus hunger when yeah. we go out we had the local businesses giving us you know food and we go out and feed the homeless yeah and we had yeah, a ton man. of people where they're doing it too it's our obligation to help those who aren't being helped and to to be a, like to be a vehicle for people to be able to grow yeah. right yeah. um not everybody has it like maybe we do at this moment maybe they're in a better position maybe they're in a worse position but one thing's for sure when when you do things with like love and when you actually put try to put out good into the world the world is going to reward you Absolutely. with love with money with health whatever whatever is Absolutely. important for you but there's people that just need a little bit of a helping hand. At one point, you needed a helping hand. At one point, sure. I needed my boys who were who were who were mentoring me and putting me up on game. Everybody needs something, somebody to give them a little bit of a shot. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, brother. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Alex, man, it's been amazing having you on, man. We really yes. appreciate you. Yeah. You know what I want to ask you? Because at the beginning you came in, it's Alex Quinn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah. Quinn's not a Colombian last name. No. Yeah. 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 Stage name. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, dope, dope. Yeah, like yeah. Build, build a brand. <laughs> build a brand. Build a brand. So build a brand. A- a- Alex Q behind the, behind the mic. Yeah. yeah. Alex Quinn, man, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you for schooling us and schooling everybody that watches yeah. this show. Really appreciate you. Hey, y'all, thank you for listening to us. This is Alex Quinn, Miami Don't Blink Podcast. Make sure to check out this episode, every other episode, and every new episode that's coming, and follow them on social media. Keep up. And get some History Makers hoodies, hats, whatever the fuck they got on the website. Make sure to support them. That's right. Hey, and Tuesday nights, what time? Tuesday nights, what time? 7.30. Tuesday nights, 7.30 p.m. Hey, yo, and we're about, we about to go to Alex's podcast and go rip it up over there, too. Yeah, we yeah, gotta yeah, talk yeah. Some crazy Drop that. What's the name of your podcast? Yeah. You guys want to hear a little bit more about business, marketing, you yeah. know, like the, the whole business side? Hustle inspires hustle on every streaming platform, on YouTube. You'll find us there. Love We've that. interviewed billionaires, best-selling authors, all types of people. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to interview Hustlers the- inspire hustlers. Hustle inspires hustle. Hustle okay, inspires perfect. hustle. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Hell yeah. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Yeah. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being on. And it's been another great episode of Don't Blink Podcast. We love y'all. Bow. Peace. I think me and Two Nights got something great going on. We got some great guests coming up. It's going to be dope. We got some dope people that, that already you know signed up to do it with us, which is great. A lot of people show us love, and uh, it's because we love them back for sure. <laughs>